everything you need for a brand new day. Cliffo and Kate for breakfast. Cliff and Kate, the podcast for a Wednesday. If the show is a dartboard, <laughs> you're throwing at it, you're aiming for the bullseye. What piece of content is your bullseye this morning, Kate? My piece of content that was the bullseye this morning was definitely the nickname game, Cliff. Oh, God, this is a cracking segment. It's yeah. the second time we've done it. I think we agree. We're just going to bang this out every week. Uh, it's it's so easy. You tell us your nickname or a friend's nickname and we guess how you get it. So that yeah. easy. It's that easy. <laughs> uh, also, we meet the mother of the sick little girl with a lung infection at Townsville University Hospital on a quest to get Taylor Swift to give her a shout out uh, because this little girl can't make the concerts in Sydney this weekend. It's a sad but heartwarming story. Coming up on the Cliff and Kate podcast. This is Cliff and Kate's nickname game. Tell us your nickname and we guess how you got it. Oh, that's a good name. It's been a couple of weeks, and it's been a couple of weeks too long because I think this is one of our favourite games. Yeah, this went off when we did it a few weeks ago, didn't we, Cliffo? The the phone lines absolutely lit up. Pretty self-explanatory. You give us either your nickname, your friends, your workmates' nickname, and Cliffo and I are going to guess how they got that nickname. Yeah, you're the quiz master. We're the contestants. Correct. It's our job to try and work out how they got the nickname. One triple three five three. Um, here's an example of how the nickname game played a couple of weeks ago when we asked for your calls. Curly top. The mind goes straight to curly hair. Me too. Curly hair, curly top. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, I like that. That's a win. Uh, so the nickname's Bush Pig. Bush Pig. I just reckon you liked pigging, Emma. No. So my dear sister, when I was probably about 10 years old, gave me that nickname because it was the brand of a piece of clothing I was wearing. Uh, okay. Um, locomotive trains were slow, weren't they, Kate? Like steam trains? Yeah. He's a big guy. He took a fair while to wind up and get going. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's my favourite. That's good. That's how it works. One triple three five three. So you, like Kate said, you either tell us your nickname or uh, someone you know's nickname and we'll guess how you got it. Do you want another couple? I'd love, I'd love, yes, hit me with a few more. What, one of my favourites last week was Harvey Norman because my wife showed me no interest in three months, so <laughs> call her Harvey a Norman. Good one. Uh, new one, Grenade. So this is for a, a guy yeah. who was working with another bloke who just didn't want to be there. They call him Grenade because they were just waiting for him to pull the pin. <laughs> <laughs> so many good literal nicknames. I love them. I love them. One more. Sensolite. We used to call him Sensolite because he only worked if someone walked past. Oh my gosh. Genius. I, love, I don't know who comes up with these, but oh. really smart. And it's great when these names really stick as well, isn't yeah. it? Oh, that's the thing with nicknames. <laughs> yeah. like, remember there was some that we had last week that were mm. kids. Yeah. They're now in their 40s and 50s and they're still being called uh, Bush Pig. Bush Pig. She got that name in her teenage years by yeah. her brother and she's still being called that. I love it. One triple three five three. Andrew is here. Nickname game. Andrew, tell us your nickname and we'll guess how you got it. Uh, yours or someone else's? Uh, no, it's mine. I've had it since I was probably five or six. Five or six. Okay, what's the nickname, Andrew? Let's go. We're going to guess it. Duff. Duff. As Duff. D-U-F-F. Yep. Duff. The only Duff that I can think of is the beer from The Simpsons was Duff Beer. And I'm guessing you weren't a five- or six-year-old that was partial to, uh, <laughs> to <laughs> that. Duff. What do you reckon, Cliffo? Duff. You All right, mate. What about, okay, if you were young, you couldn't say the word stuff. So you said oh. the word duff instead and it just stuck. No. no. Right, give it to us, All right, Andrew. mate, put us out of our misery. A uh, good friend of my sister's, she had a best mate and his name was Andrew Duffy. It was mine's Andrew. 
Yeah. You just all became dumb. You just became duff. You just became duff. That's, I mean, yep. it's a long bow to draw, Andrew, but once you're duff, <laughs> you're duff forever. <laughs> they stick. Uh, Neville's here. Tell us your nickname and we'll guess how you got it. Oh, mate, it's not actually my name. One of the guys at work. We call him Cyclone. I reckon something to do with he comes in, he makes a big mess, and then he nicks off. Pisses off. Yeah. (laughs) Are we? Am I bang on Neville? No, no. I mean, I, I don't know what your answer is, Neville, but it's going to be hard to beat Kate because I think that is just (laughs) such a a good description. Why do you call him Cyclone then, Neville? It's a slow-moving depression. It's a slow-moving <laughs> depression. <laughs> Poor fella. What's his actual name? Sorry? What's his actual name? Bob. Bob. <laughs> uh, probably, probably doesn't want to be identified <laughs> on the radio. Uh, that's a good one. Ben, tell us your nickname and we'll guess how you got it. Uh, Mario. Is it your nickname, Ben? Mario. Yeah, was. Has, I haven't been used for a few years, but it was. Yeah. You're, you're a plumber. No. Because mm, Mario and Luigi were plumbers. Oh, mate, they? yeah. My, my kids, my, my five-year-old loves Mario and Luigi. Oh, um, the moustache, maybe? Oh, yeah. May, maybe you've got a moustache, Ben, do you? No, no. You got anything? No. I'm dry. No. What, what, why do you get called Mario, Ben? Uh, uh, when I was playing football, I used to look like Mario Fennick. Ah, oh, Nice. I never copped the football in the head. You never wow. copped a football in the head. He was a pretty handy uh, footy player back yeah. in the day as well. Yeah, I, I, got, I was called that for years. Yeah, nice. Mario, so <laughs> both you and him, faces like drop pies, you reckon, Ben? <laughs> yeah. yeah, mate, yeah, I went grey and that was the end of that. <laughs> nice. Good riddance. Thanks, Ben. Triple M's pressure test. Ten questions, 60 seconds. And a grand in the hand. Pressure test is back tomorrow, Thursday, the 22nd of February. Kate? Your answer to question number one I'm about to give you, Cliffo. What is a book or a collection of maps called? Correct. Okay, right. Phew! It takes a very uh, deep breath. (laughs) I was very non-committal with my answer there today, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah, you don't see many atlases anymore. Yeah. you don't, mate. It's all on Google Maps, Mm, isn't it? Correct. Uh, Kids? Atlases were a thing. And Atlas <laughs> is your answer for tomorrow's pressure test. Question number one on Triple M. Townsville's 4th Regiment has just returned from a gruelling week competing against US forces at an artillery competition in Hawaii. To give us a rundown of that week, we've got on the phone with us Brigadier Dave McCammon. Good morning, Brig Dave. Hey, how are you going? Good, Dave. Tell us a bit about this exercise and uh, why, why these are so important, Brigadier. Yeah, well... I, what a, firstly, what an amazing effort. Uh, best fire team, best forward observer. And, and let's put that in perspective. Uh, four Reg basically put in the one team and they competed against every other US artillery unit in the Pacific. Wow. So it was run by a US division and uh, that's, a, that's a big organisation. And, and, and this team went over and the US had – Plenty of teams. We had one and uh, best forward observer. So a- amazing result. That's a big feather in the cap for our guys and girls, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a reflection of how lucky we are with the people we've got and, and the standard of training we do. So for us civvies, what is the competition element? What does it actually contain? What do they you know, physically do, the troops? 
Yeah, so artillery regiments, so they uh, are the people that uh, fire uh, big guns and put uh, rounds sort of 10 k's forward of the troops. So there's a couple of parts. They practice uh, on the gun and doing the drills of loading and firing. Then And then because where the gun is, uh, in relation to the troops, you have what you call a forward observer and they sit on a radio and they work out where the gun line is, where the rounds need to land and do effectively the maths on a map to make sure that happens. So they practice that. And then there was a, a lot of physical activity. Yeah, right. Brig, um, next week there's a training exercise that's kicking off Shot Start, I believe. What What's that all about? Yeah, so that's uh, shakeout for four reg for the start of the year. They're going up the hill up to the range and they'll get the guns out and they'll start uh, shooting and getting ready for larger exercise in the year. And they've got to do a training progression where they, they um, do more and more difficult shoots and then sort of by about June this year, we do a shoot that's called Danger Close, which is when you fire rounds as close as you safely can to to soldiers. So um, it takes them a while to get to that, um, and that's why they're heading up in the next week or so. Uh, what's the relationship like between our, our Aussie troops and, and the Americans? I reckon there'd be a bit of fun banter there. Yeah, I reckon pretty good. I reckon they would have been surprised, mate. They would have thought uh, they had so many teams in that, um, they would have probably got all the wins, but uh, no, we, we, as you know, here in Townsville, we train with them a lot, and um, we use a lot of the same equipment and and the same doctrine, so we get on pretty well. All right. Um, Townsville's fourth regiment, absolutely uh, killing it uh, at the moment. Brigadier Dave McCammon, thank you so much for the love this morning, and um, have a great day. Yeah, you too. Have a great day. This morning we have Katie Healy. Now, Katie and her daughter, Evelyn, are currently stuck in hospital. Evelyn has taken a little bit unwell and wasn't able to make it to the Taylor Swift concert. Katie, how is Evelyn doing? Um, She is getting there very slowly. Um, Her recovery is going to be quite slow and steady, uh, but we have seen some improvements in the last day that – is really positive. So, yeah, hopefully we're slowly starting to see the improve happening. So, Katie, you guys were set to see Taylor Swift this weekend in Sydney. Um, Your daughter Evelyn, who's stuck in Townsville University Hospital, is an epic, epic fan. Uh, Before we talk about, like, what's going on there, just tell us exactly what, what is happening with Evelyn. I believe it's some sort of lung infection. Yeah, so she has um, pneumonia in her right lung Oof. as well as empyema in her right side, which is basically a buildup of like infected um, fluid um, between her uh, lung and chest wall, as I understand it. Um, so she's quite unwell with a lot of infection in her right side chest. Yeah, um, yeah which has really, really taken its toll on her poor thing. How long is she due to stay in hospital, Katie? What have the doctors sort of said in terms of how long you're due to sort of stick around at Townsville Uni Hospital? That is still very much unknown. Um, this will be, I think she's now had six nights in the PICU mm. um, 
And we're not sure how much longer that will be in the PICU as well before um, she's well enough to go to the children's ward. Uh, But, yeah, it it could still be a, a little bit more lengthy time in hospital altogether. So obviously she's not well enough to attend Taylor Swift in Sydney this weekend. So tell us a bit about this idea of maybe just maybe bringing a little bit of Taylor Swift to her. Yeah, it was um, something the hospital staff also, um, you know, suggested as well that since she can't go, which is really upsetting, um, that maybe if there's any chance that we could get – Evelyn's message to Taylor's team and potentially have any form of contact just to, you know, help soften the blow and make up in a way um, for missing out on the concert itself. What would that mean to her, Katie, if she was to get a message from the lady herself? I think that would be, you know, one of the highlights of her life that would continue on into her adulthood that she would always uh, remember that. Taylor Swift um, heard about her and was able to make contact. So, yeah, I think honestly it would be something that she would always have with her and cherish. Uh, is it true, because we know Swifties are known for their friendship bracelets, is it true the um, staff at the University Hospital have even been making friendship bracelets or a, or a large version of one for your daughter? Uh, yes, she um, she has received some friendship bracelets that the staff have made and um, she's received a beautiful friendship bracelet bunting that's hanging up in her room that she is very excited she can bring home and hang up in her bedroom when we do finally make it home. All right. Well, fingers, toes, everything crossed. We'll, we'll whack this out on our our socials, Katie, and just drum up as much support um, for you as you can. It would be amazing if Tay could just take, you know, I mean, she's one of the most, probably the most famous person in the world, you said last week, Tay. Yeah. But, I mean, if you could get that to, to put a smile on your sick little daughter's face, it would be absolutely incredible. Um, Katie, if there's anything we here at Triple M can do to help, reach out, won't you? Thank you very much. We are very appreciative of all the support we're receiving. It's um, It's overwhelming. The list of stupid things that Elliot Lovejoy from the Rush Hour has done in his life is pretty long, Uh, but he's about to add to that list today, Kate. Yeah, and that is for 42 for flood (laughs) relief. Obviously, Cyclone Jasper decimated the far north. Now, Triple M's Elliot, uh, one half of AB and Elliot, are going to be raising money, and he's going to be walking 42 kilometres from Gordon Vale through the heart of Cairns to Yorkies Knob. Elliot, how are you going, and are the hammies warm? (laughs) Uh, I hope they're warm. I, I, I literally just started, so this is a good timing. I'm, I'm probably 150 metres in. Um, I, I tell you what, fashionably, I felt better. I've got like the long skins on the legs and the, and the the arms. I'm I'm the palest man in Queensland. Let's be honest. Mm. Uh, and I got the high views to go with it. I've, I've probably never felt more attractive. I was going to ask if you've taken chafing precautions, Elliot, because there's some pretty rock solid thighs you got there, mate. So if you didn't have the skins, I'd be recommending some yep. Johnson and Johnson. I have got that in in the back. I've got this emergency kit. We say emergency kit. It's literally deep heat and chafe cream, and I think a packet of chips. So, <laughs> sort of. I mean, how long are you anticipating it's going to take for you to walk these forty-two k's today? Um, it's. It, it's a million dollar question. I'm, I'm hoping I'm there just before we kick off at 4 p.m. the Savi. There's a real chance I'm not there by then. It's, I can tell you it's been absolutely chucking it down here. Um, wow. So 
the rain will play a factor in that chase game. You know, I've heard of nipple chase slowing people down as well. That could be a thing. Um, so I've never done anything like this. So I reckon waking up this morning, and this probably sounds foggy, but it's, it's the first time I felt a bit nervous about mm. it because I reckon I've never walked more than about 10, 15K. So uh, 42 is going to be interesting. <laughs> Elliot, you know, the rush outcomes, mm. we're lucky to work with you. Um, you guys come out of the you know? blue block on Woolcock in Townsville, yep. but, um, you know, you did breakfast at Triple M in Cairns for years. It's it's home yep. to you. Tell us a little bit like about some of the stories that you've heard or like what the – because it wasn't so much the cyclone, it was the rain that came afterwards that caused the issues sort of just north of Cairns. Um, but what, what was the yep. vibe like there and is it improving? Um. Utter devastation to start and, and shock because this is a place, if anywhere in Australia is built not to flood, it's Cairns. Um, and and we all saw the footage. It was December 17, the, the night it happened. I get goosebumps talking about it. I spoke to, to friends of mine that were sitting on their roofs waiting for the SES as, as the, the water pulled underneath them. And they'd never had, you know, six inches of water in their house, let alone the whole thing being covered. Spoke to people that night that had to go in and check on people in their homes because they didn't have anyone else. They had to go and rescue other people's animals because no one could get there because people were cut off. There was 500 head of cattle that washed down the Barren River from Aragland, and I believe only 20-odd were recovered. Um, mate, there's still so many places that haven't been able to open business-wise. There's still so many houses that are having to be rebuilt. It's... um. Yeah, it's actually outbreaking to talk about. It's it's a place I care about a lot. As you guys, you know, you, you love Townsville. I love Townsville too. But yeah, I I did my schooling, grew up in Cairns. It's um the more I talk about it, forty two k doesn't seem that bad compared to what a lot of people went through. Yeah, sure does, mate. All funds that you're raising are going to be used by Give yep. It for for goods and services specifically for people uh, in FNQ who have been impacted by these floods. Are you still taking donations? Can people still get behind you and this great walk that you're doing? Yeah, absolutely, and we're we're going to be really close to that ten thousand dollar mark by this afternoon. So if you can spare five bucks for our brother in, in the north. Hugely appreciated. You you go to the Triple M website, the Win tab. You see forty two for flood relief there, and and I can tell you, give it are amazing, and it, and it means every dollar will go to someone that's rebuilding or trying to get white goods back in their businesses because they get ruined during the floods, whatever it might be. Five bucks will make a huge difference. Uh, look, Townsville's a community that's done its fair share of um, tough times before between cyclones and the floods in 2019, and we're also yep. there to help each other out. So, And I know we have a tenuous relationship with our mates up north at the best of times, but you know, <laughs> we we help people when they sort of need it. So if anyone has that spare five bucks or whatever, yep. uh, donate it to Elliot Chafin Thighs. <laughs> Love good. Like that. Love like that. Love <laughs> got a ring to it, isn't it? Sorted. And you'll yeah, hear him huffing and puffing on the rush hour of the yeah. Savo from four. On Triple M, good luck, Elliot. Big love, brother. Thanks, guys. Love you. It's Triple M Breakfast.